This is the Godliness with Contentment podcast. We are here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. To stay out of legal trouble, I must say that the contents of this podcast are informational in nature. If you need professional advice, please consult your lawyer, financial advisor, or accountant. My name is Keno Hanna, and this is Godliness with Contentment podcast, episode four. Today, we talk about the role of education in building generational wealth. Proverbs 13:22 says, "A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous." Warren Buffett says, "Rich people plan for three generations, poor people plan for Saturday night." Today, I get to share with you about the role of education in building generational wealth, but I also get to share with you one of the things I had to learn about generational wealth. See, the way I planned it was that when I got older, right, my wife and I, my, um, we'd be taken care of by our children. And, you know, not, not that they won't. I hope that they're inclined to do so. But what I should have been thinking was, What am I going to leave for them after I'm gone? See, here the Bible helped my mind to shift for me to understand the way I really should have been thinking. My thinking was short-sighted. So now, as we save and invest, it isn't just about for the here and now or even for retirement but it is about our children and grandchildren after we are gone. So now this takes us into a realm called generational wealth. In an article from Investopedia on generational wealth, Greg Doherty writes that generational wealth refers to financial assets passed by one generation of a family to another. Those assets can include cash, stocks, bonds, and other investments, as well as real estate and family businesses. Doherty goes on to state that in recent years, generational wealth has become a focal point in discussions about the racial wealth gap and the increasing concentration of wealth in the U.S. because it plays a substantial role in both. In a 2021 analysis by the University of Georgia, it was found that people of color have more spending power than ever. An economist from UGA, Jeffrey Humphreys, states that if you look at annual income, certainly blacks, Hispanics, Asians are much better off than they were 30, 20, even 10 years ago. Humphreys goes on to say that he looked at their annual tax, annual after-tax income, right? But all of these groups are much better off than they were 10, 20, 30 years ago. He did not look at their wealth, which is a different research methodology. So from my perspective, as I take in what these guys are saying, I believe that in order to bridge the generational wealth gap, especially as it relates to people of color, of which I am one, We need to not focus on 
consuming and spending, but on saving and investing. If we have generally more spending power, it also means we should have more saving power as well. But our minds need to be thinking that way. When I think about passing things on to my children, I think about not just money or real estate and the like, but I think about education. One of the things you will hopefully hear me say from time to time as you listen to the podcast is that schools need to have financial literacy embedded in their curriculum. No one taught me about money in the schools. And we need to keep clamoring to get it in the schools for the next generation. But I firmly believe that as parents, we are primarily responsible for teaching our children about money. So firstly, in order to teach them about money, we need to learn about money ourselves. And then we can pass it on. The good thing is there are great resources like Investopedia, Google, right, CNBC, YouTube, podcasts, where we can learn about money. One other place I'm going to shout out is the Bible. It actually blew my mind as I went through the scriptures finding passages about money and related things. So, a little bit about me. I was taught some about money from my mother, right? She was a single mom. But I understand that the education was lacking. And, you know, I'm not blaming her, right? This was not due any fault of her own. She taught me what she knew. What she taught me I'm now actually able to pass down to my children. So this is good stuff, right? So so here's this single mom and listen to a few things that I got from her about money. She told me, money don't grow on trees. That's one of the things I hold to very dearly today. And I knew what she meant when she said it because it normally came in situations where I wanted stuff and she didn't have. And that's what she said to me, right? She also taught me that a little bit of money can stretch if you use it wisely. You know, during her lifetime, she didn't make a whole lot of money. You know, her her income was not that much. But what she did with that, that to me, as I look back, is amazing which she was able to accomplish as a single mom of two, you know, big boned uh, black boys into men. And her salary was able to take care of us, right? She also taught me, give people from what you have, even when you only have a little. Right? So there was that mindset of, of family, that mindset of helping others even with the little that she had. She also taught me, get insurance and don't let it lapse. And this actually came um, 
very practical and, and real to me, you know, when, when my mom passed. And she had insurance in place. And it wasn't a ton of insurance, but what she did have in place was able to take care of all of the funeral expenses. So um, my brother and I didn't have to dig into our pockets to, um, to do anything, really, because everything was paid for. And there was actually a little bit left over after that. So these are things that my mother taught me about money. Think about you. What are you teaching your children about money? What do you want to be true about you when you are gone? What do you want them to remember about you? Well, here are some things I want to be true about me after I'm gone. Right? I want it to be true that I took care of my family, both spiritually and financially. I want it to be true that I helped people to get to know God and know him better. I want it to be true that I helped others understand how to handle money from God's perspective. And I want it to be true that I gave to the poor and needy. As we talk about generational wealth, one of the key things is education. Education is what helps to bridge the gap. I'm not talking about high school or university education, but specifically financial literacy. A great number of the world's richest men and women don't have a university degree, right? I believe in education, but I believe specifically in education for what you want to do, right, based on your God-given skills and abilities, coupled with financial literacy. That's how we're going to bridge the gap. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you join me for my next podcast, along with your friends and family. Please let others know how to find it and get the help they need as well. This is Kino Hanna signing off. Check you later.